Welcome back to Conspiracies with Chase and our Season 4 premiere. In today's episode, we will be talking about a very famous conspiracy, one that has been brought to me many times. The conspiracy we will be talking about today is that we live in a simulation. Let's get started. The theory is relatively simple. It claims that we live in a computer simulation. In a 2003 report titled, Are You Living in a Computer Simulation?, Swedish philosopher Nick Bostrom stated that the future generations might have mega computers that can run numerous and detailed simulations of their forebears. This is commonly known as ancestor simulations, in which simulated beings are imbued with a sort of artificial consciousness. In the article, Bostrom talked about how one of these things is true. Number one, all human-like civilizations in the universe go extinct before they develop the technological capacity to create simulated realities. Number two, if any civilizations do reach this phase of technological maturity, none of them will bother to run simulations. And number three, Advanced civilizations who would have the ability to create many, many simulations, and that means that there are far more simulated worlds than non-simulated ones. However, we do not know if any of these are true. Nick claimed that there are all three are possible, and deemed option three, advanced civilizations would have the ability to create many, many simulations, and that means that there are far more simulated worlds than non-simulated ones as the most possible option to be true. Many things have been linked to the conspiracy. These things include the Mandela Effect, DNA that contains computer virus, climate change, video games, and many more. Let's talk about some of these and see why it's easy to think that they can be linked to us living in a simulation. Number one is the Mandela Effect. This theory is about the Mandela Effect, which is when people are sure that something is one thing when it is actually something different. These things include Nelson Mandela, the Berenstein Bears, and etc. People thought that Berenstein was spelled with an E, not an A, and that Mandela died in the 1980s when he actually died in 2013. This theory claims to be the proof that whoever is in charge of the simulation is changing history in the past. But the question is, if we were truly living in a simulation, what past would there be to change? Number two is DNA. According to Wired.com, a group of researchers from the University of Washington has shown that for the first time it's possible to encode malicious software into physical strands of DNA. So that when a gene sequencer analyzes it, the resulting data becomes a program that corrupts the gene sequencing software and takes control of the underlying computer. So how is it that just because we are able to prove that we can encode malicious software into physical strands of DNA? that that automatically proves that we live in assimilation. Moving on to number three in climate change. This theory is pretty short. It claims that the reason we are living in assimilation is simply so that we can see what would happen if we didn't try to slow down global warming. It also says that we could be in an ancient simulation created in hopes that we'd show our creators how to solve an energy crisis. However, by the time that we made this simulation and took us hundreds of years to find it all out that we were living in the simulation, we could have been spending all of that time finding the solution for global warming and the problem. And that's going to take us into video games. This theory is even putting some of the reasoning on video games. 
according to Vulture.com, Elon Musk is a believer in Nick Bostrom's simulation hypothesis, which posits that if humanity can survive long enough to create technology capable of running convincing simulations of reality, it will create many such simulations, and therefore there will be lots of simulated realities and only be one base reality. So statistically, it's probable that we're likely living in a simulation right now. Now that's not all. 40 years ago today, we had Pong, two rectangles and a dot. Now, 40 years later, we have photorealistic 3D with millions of, of people playing simultaneously. If you assume any rate of improvement at all, then the games will become indistinguishable from reality, even if that rate of advancement drops by 1,000 from what it is now. It's a given that we're clearly on a trajectory that we're going to have games that are indistinguishable from reality. It would seem to follow that the odds were in base reality is in one in one billion. So we are now taking the technological achievements and advancements in video games and graphics and putting them into claims that we are living in a simulation. Now let's take a look at some of the theory's counter-arguments. This one especially has so many when there are so many claims as to why the conspiracy is true. Number one, we can't just take the claim that because video games are getting better that we are living in a simulation. Number two, we cannot make the claim that just because they could encode malicious software into strands of DNA that we live in a simulation. If this is the case, why hasn't someone used that to break the simulation? Number three, if we were truly living in a simulation, wouldn't the creators make it to where no one would want to question the simulation? That would mean that no questions would be asked about reality, meaning we wouldn't have the theory. And number four, if we were truly living in a simulation, wouldn't there be glitches? I'm going to end that there. We may get back into this in a future episode. And that is going to wrap up today's episode. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you rate us five stars and subscribe. I'm Chase Abden, here to welcome you to Season 4.